out after we talk about Hebrews chapter 4. It's talking about Abraham um, in chapter 15 of Genesis. Uh, because Abraham was had uh, believed the Lord and God accredited him righteousness. But um, we'll see what happened after he believed the Lord and God accredited him righteousness. Okay? Because if everything was fine after that, um, then that would, he's, he, because Abraham's representing two types of salvation. He's represent, he was representing the church, and he's representing a promise to the nation of Israel and their salvation. And out of both, all, both are being added as being the children of Abraham, so, or the family of Abraham. So they're all being counted as one. So the multitude of that many people, it's going to be hard to count. We're going to look at Abraham after that, and then we're also going to look at um, Hebrews chapter 4. Um, because um, the, the Sabbath day is the last of the feast days. It's the first feast day mentioned in Leviticus, but it's the last of the feast days. And then, of course, um, at the end of that feast day is what we call Smeniotzeretz. The, the eighth day, which is no more counting, no more sun, no more, uh, no more old earth, new, new heaven. There's a lot of glorious things ahead for people who have placed their hope and their trust in God, in, in Jesus Christ, and who have uh, uh, given themselves over to the obedience and faithfulness to God, okay? Um, I feel bad for the young lady who who placed that uh, that message on her, her her Facebook, telling people that once you accept Christ, that uh, it's impossible for you to lose your salvation, because um, um, they believe they want people to believe that once you walk forward and you give that and you say that prayer, something happened to you that you no longer have to fight. The good fight of faith you no longer have to do anything all you have to do is make sure that you you do that once prayer and everything is settled for you forever it doesn't matter how you live after so you know when you tell people that if i'm a, if I'm a born again christian and i say you know i'm having a problem with this certain sin in my life um um, and you know, I, I, I don't even know if I want to stop doing it and, mm. and, and you give them the advice. Well, did you already accept Christ? Yeah. Did you already, uh, 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 get baptized? Well, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're, you're, you're saved forever. You know, it doesn't really matter. Now you can try to stop, but that'll be works. And then if you try to stop, it'll be works. So, <laughs> there's so many lies yeah. that people tell. And then you, you, you snare a person into this lifestyle mm. of, I'm okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I've been trying to stop cursing, but I can't. I'm, I'm going to keep using profanity. What should I do? Instead of me warning you, I say, oh, don't worry. You're all, you're, once you're saved, you're always saved. 
I know you're cheating on your wife, but once you're saved, you're always saved. You know, I'm, you know instead of doing what the Bible says, if you see a brother who is, who, is, who is strayed from the way, to give him a warning, and if you turn that brother back to the Lord, it says you've saved a soul from thanatos, from hell, right? You've saved somebody from hell. So um, when you start telling people once they're saved, they're always saved, um, uh, they take it literal. They, they take it as, okay, fine. Well, well, what am I worried about then? I remember walking forth and praying. I remember them baptizing me. Of course, I, I went right back to the club and, start, and started fornicating and doing everything I did that I did before. So, you know, being born again doesn't mean you change your life. It just means you got the Holy Spirit sealed up inside of you. And you, you can just do whatever you want. It's like... You can't break out back Oh my goodness, you can't get out of there. Ah, there's so much sin in here. Help! I gotta get out of this temple. No, God will say, get my spirit up out of that temple. There's too much sin going on in there. Uh, just as he did in Ezekiel chapter 9 and 10. Okay, so um, I'm going to pray in whenever Pastor Ben says that he's ready. And we're going to be getting started in the book of Hebrews um, chapter 4 um, because that's where God is declaring this is going to be my rest day this is and, 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 and you can enter into my rest this is a great day for Jesus yeah. I finally get a day off it's been 6,000 years I even worked an additional 7 years to get Israel back and now we're at the 6,000, it's, it's finally time for my, my day off. And he says, I want you to be a part of my day off. Amen. Okay? And rather you came from the Old Testament, rather you're part of the church, even if you're part of the tribulation saints, yeah. and you've been brought back to life and resurrected and given a new body, now you get to experience my thousand years yeah. of rest, okay? You are all the resurrected people who have received life. I wish I could tell people, stop listening to so much craziness. Someone else says, I've given up on the rapture um, because this is supposed to. They put up on Facebook this morning because, you know, how can he be back in 2030 when we've run out of time for the seven years? First of all, you got the 2030 thing from a, a YouTube anointed uh, uh, pastor because he also has Jesus being crucified when he's 30 and Jesus was baptized when he was 30. Yeah, if, if you're crucified when you're 30 and you get baptized when you're 30, that means the same year you got, you got baptized, you were also crucified. So his whole count is off, but to fit it all into his idea, uh -huh. he, 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 um, to, to make the, the, the Jesus Christ uh, coming back in 2030, he has to fit it into a, a Jesus dies on a cross at age 30. Right. So he's trying to fit it into his theology or his framework, and it doesn't work because it doesn't work with the, 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 the rebirth of Israel, it doesn't work with anything, and it doesn't work if Christ was crucified 
on when he was 30, and he was baptized when he was 30, then the next three years that he's ministering, or uh, the next two and a half years that he's ministering, you say that didn't happen, right. you know? And so, you know, I'm saying, you guys really, we really need to just get away from all of the, 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 the people that are trying to teach you new things, new beautiful things that they've learned on YouTube, mm. you know, get back to the Bible, um, get back to studying, all the truth is in the word of God, okay? Um, I'm almost finished, Pastor. Okay, yeah. So last night, what we looked at was amazing. I was telling Pastor Ben about it this morning because God creates Adam, and then from Adam, as God is counting all of the years in the Bible, when he gets to, to, to uh, Abraham's father beginning to have children, he, it's the 1948th year. And I'm like, okay, wow, that's incredible. And then we get to the second Adam, and then uh, uh, Jesus is born in the 3,983rd year of mankind. Uh -huh. 17 years before 4,000, because once it gets to 4,000, he's eligible to be a lamb, because now we're on the fourth day. Yeah. You understand? But here we are, he gets, here we are, uh, it's the, it's the um, uh, 3,983rd year, and Jesus Christ is born. And then God says, now all of the numbers should fit perfectly, ending up in 6,000 years. It should all fit perfectly. Um, so count forward from, from 3,983, count 1,948 1, years. And I come to the 5,931st year. Mm -hmm. And guys, okay, now, Remember what happened after Israel became a nation 19 years later um, uh, They fought the six-day war and that was enough. That was a jubilee. So you get to this um, uh, Year it is 5950th year of mankind and then you say okay 50 more if I had 50 more years You're going to be at 6,000. It just happens to be 2017 which of course Jesus is born 17 years before 4,000, so it would have to be 17 years after the 2,000. And, and, and uh, Rabbi uh, Judah Samuel gives a prophecy from God. He gives this prophecy beginning at 1217 mm -hmm. and says, this is at 1217, this is going to happen. And then there's going to be so many jubilees and this is going to happen. And then in this jubilee, they're going to they're going to come back into the they're going to start coming back into the land. In, in 1917. Now he gives that prophecy from 1217 and it works out absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay, but as soon as we tell you, somebody who's been anointed by YouTube is going <laughs> to go, that's not the Jubilee. It, uh, the Jubilee is 2023 or the Jubilee, you know, and it's like, I know if I'm tired, I know God is tired. <laughs> I'm ready whenever you're ready, Pastor. All right, Pastor Ben. Tell us who's here. Amen. All right. Okay, do I pray in before you tell us who, who's here, or do I? Uh, whatever you want to do. Oh, is that how it usually works out? That's normally. Okay, let me pray in first. Yeah, thank you very much. Let's pray in. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. Please bow your head with me. Ava nu shabbat shabbat im yikhadeshim cha. Tavo mehutecha yi atzerot sarecha. 
בארץ כאשר נעשה בשמיים. תן לנו היום לחם הוקנו וסלח לנו את אשמתנו. כאשר סולחם אנחנו לאשר אשמלנו. ויעל תביאנו לידי מסע, כי אם הצילנו מן הרע, כי לך הממלכה והגברה והתפארת לעולמי לעולמים. אמן. בהשם ישוע המשיח אנחנו מתפללים, and let's get started. בואו נלך. Amen. So shalom from uh, Stellenbosch, South Boss. Africa. Pastor Ben, guess what I got to tell you? Um, Louisville is not in Kentucky. Say it again. Louisville is uh, not Louisville, Kentucky. It's not? There's a Louisville in Georgia. She says, I'm not from the Kentucky one. I'm from <gasps> Louisville in Georgia. <laughs> Louisville, Georgia? Yeah. I didn't know it was such a thing. Me neither. But, you know, we live and we learn. Wow. Did she email you? Or no, I was on the phone with her the other way, the other day, Tanisha. Really? Yeah, I was on the phone oh, with her. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know there was a Louisville. Yeah, we didn't, nobody, I don't think Georgia. anybody knew there was a Louisville in Georgia, except people in Louisville in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, amen. Praise God. I can't wait to get to the, to the city. Amen. amen. Uh, shalom from uh, Zoe and Sensational. From hey, Pasadena. my family. Uh, shalom from, uh, this one is Louisville, Kentucky, because they have KY. Okay. Okay, but I'm saying shalom to Louisville, Georgia, whether she comes on or not, because okay. I'm going to make right. up for that. Hallelujah. So, so Louisville, Kentucky, and Louisville, Georgia. All right. Uh, shalom from Diddy of Winnipeg. Uh, shalom from Argentina, from Oregon City, Oregon. Howdy from Belgium, Texas. Amen. Uh, shalom from Glendale Heights, Illinois. Glendale Heights, Illinois. Uh, from King, <coughs> Texas. From Claremont, Oklahoma. From Jeffersonville, Indiana. They said praise God. Uh, shalom from uh, Central Valley. Shalom from Singer Island, Florida. Shalom from Toledo, Ohio, my, my hometown. Shalom from Roseburg, Oregon. Shalom from Wilton right. Manor, Florida. Hallelujah. Shalom from Las Vegas, Nevada. Hallelujah. From Trinidad and uh, Tobago. Wonderful to hear from you all again. Uh, shalom from Toronto, from Beaumont, California. Uh, thanks for saying Louisville. Uh, amen. All right, uh, Rapture is soon. <laughs> Louisville. Amen. Uh, shalom from, uh, oh, uh, from here in Waldorf, Maryland. All right, shalom Maryland. And good afternoon. Praise God. Shalom from Kansas. Let's see who else we got. Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas. I'm thinking Kansas City, Missouri, but I don't want to. I'm going to mess it up. Amen. Shalom, everybody. We only have a few people online, so shalom, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise God. We have 91 online, but there are lots more coming. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people, some people are are getting ready for bed right now. we got to remember. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, Some people that are in Europe, they're like, well, you know, I watched the night one because, you know, this time is perfect, but this one I can't because we're going to bed at that time, so we got to remember that 
like Pastor Ben said, we are all over the world, Amen. okay? Amen. And praise God for that, because he did that. Okay, hey, I want to um, emphasize something to you guys before we get to Hebrews chapter four, okay? And some of my Hebrew friends showed me this, and, and, um, uh, and they actually live in Israel, and they said, you need to look at this because Abraham's, the descendant, the, the people that God are promising to Abraham, some of them are Gentile church believers, and the other half is Israel, which, which is under a promise, okay? So now you have the chosen, right. who, who God says, says um, because you're the chosen people, you can't do anything to save you, I have to save you. Right. You understand? Right. <clears throat> that means the only thing you can do is cry out when it's time for me to save you and I'm gonna come save you. But he's made a promise to the nation of Israel, like you can't even, you can't do anything to harm this promise or, or, or make it not come true. You can do nothing to, to, to assist in it, okay? So Israel is a chosen people and they have a promise of God that all of Israel shall be saved, yeah. okay? That's Israel. But Abraham is also dying for, uh, uh, or Abraham is also going to inherit a family that comes in by faith. Because Abraham believed God and God gave him the hay in his name and he became, and God says, because of, of your belief, God accredited him, what? Righteousness, okay? So let's look at this and so you'll, you'll see and understand what I'm talking about. And it starts in, appropriately, verse six because six is the number of salvation okay it doesn't say Abraham it says Abram believed the Lord and he credited to him as righteousness wow okay so after Abraham believed the Lord God accredited him righteousness that means Abraham doesn't have to do anything else right but he also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of the current of the Chaldeans to give you this land and to take possession of it. But Abraham said, oh, sovereign Lord, how can I know that I am that I will gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, bring me a heifer, a goat, a ram, uh, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abraham now, God told him to do that. Wait a minute, Should, do, does he have to do it? Does he have to do it? What if he says, no, you've already credited me righteousness, so I don't have to do anything because you've already made me righteous. Yeah. No, he obeys God and he brings the, the sacrifice to him, right? So, um, Abraham brought all these to him, cut them in two, and arranged the, the halves um, uh, opposite each other and the birds how it says the birds however uh, uh, um, it, it says uh, and the birds it says however he did not cut the birds however he did not cut in half the birds of the prey came down on the carcass but Abraham drove them away 
So immediately Abraham obeys God. He, he, he sets the sacrifice there because God has already accredited him righteousness, but he's obeying God. Right. He does what God says. And the birds of the prey, these vultures, come down and try to eat his sacrifice. Mm. So now Abraham, what does Abraham do? It says, as the sun was setting, it says, uh, the birds of the prey came down on the carcass, but Abraham drove them away. Yeah. So Abraham's fighting for the sacrifice for his relationship because God told him to do this and he knows this is a tradition. This is not new. Right. He's doing something that he knows that this is my, this is what God told me to do. Amen. So not only am I going to do it, if the enemy comes and tries to take my sacrifice away, I'm going to drive him away yeah. and fight for it. Yeah. So he's fighting for this obedience to God, right? Amen. Okay. Then it says, the sun was setting and Abraham fell into a deep sleep. And a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. So now he doesn't fall into a deep sleep. Remember, God also put Adam to sleep. Yeah. Why is God putting Abraham to sleep? Because he's about to make him a promise that he can no longer interfere with. Rather, he's disobedient or obedient. God is going to fulfill this. Okay. Then it says, then the Lord said to him, know for certain that your descendants will be strangers um, in a country not their own. And they will be enslaved and mistreated 400 years. But I will punish the nation that serve as that uh, they serve as slaves. And afterward, they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your fathers in peace and, and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here for, uh, 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 for the sins of the Amorite has not yet reached its, its, its full measure. Okay, so now he gives Abraham two different things. First, he says, do you believe me? Yeah, I believe. Credit to you, righteousness. Now, I know you've been credited righteousness, but I need you to do some things. I need you to do this sacrifice, okay? But now as you're doing the sacrifice and being obedient, the birds try to come down and, and take away your sacrifice. Fight for your sacrifice. Yeah. He drives the ravens away, okay? Now he says, now I gotta put you to sleep because there's another people, but I'm making a promise to, and that's the nation of Israel. You understand? Yeah. So. The nation of Israel are chosen. That's but the people that are that are that come to Christ are called because you're invited and you believe. Do you believe Abraham? Yes, I believe. I'm crediting you righteousness. And I'm going to give you the hay in your name. You're no longer Abraham. I'm going to put the hay from from my letters, which is the spirit of God. I'm going to put it in the middle of your name. Now you're Abraham. Okay? So He's giving you a, a two different uh, uh, scenarios of salvation, okay? Amen. One that he has to do something, the other one that he has to do nothing because that's the chosen people. Yes. You are in a relationship that you were invited to, so because you've been invited, you have to chase away the ravens, yes. okay? 
Now, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Because Christ is really interested in you being there for the thousand year millennium. The rapture is a beautiful thing. See, a lot of us, once the rapture, then what? That's a whole lot of then what after the rapture. And you need to know that, okay? And so God is like, also, I want you to be a part of the millennium. Then I want you to see the new heaven and the new earth come down from heaven. I want you to see that, you know? I want you to, I want you to experience all that I have for you, okay? And so here it is that Christ is talking about this through the in the book of of Abraham okay uh, first, uh, chapter four. Abraham chapter 4 Hebrew chapter 4 yeah I mean Hebrews chapter 4 I'm sorry I said Abraham chapter 4 <laughs> Hebrews chapter 4 we're gonna start in the first verse okay <clears throat> wow let me see if I need to do that Lord and I will if I have to if we are First. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start from Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. Okay? Ooh, God. See how everything could turn into a Bible study? Warning against. Okay. We're going to start in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. Okay? Yes. Now, here's this. So, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the desert where your fathers tested and tried me for 40 years, saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation and I said their hearts always going astray and they have not known my way. So I declared in an oath, in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. So, so to it, brethren, that none of you, so see to it, brethren, talking to Christians, see to it, brethren, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Wow. How can you turn away if you're not already in him? So that means if you turn away, you're not in Christ anymore. See how when, when I tell you Satan is getting you to, to, to talk, to use that doctrine, this is why Jesus hates that doctrine. Yeah. Okay? <clears throat> it says, but encourage one another daily yes. as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So we're encouraging each other to do what? To stay in Christ and don't get deceived. Yeah. I'm doing this young lady a favor saying, no, stay in Christ, don't be deceived. Don't start thinking that you can't lose your salvation. We're here to encourage each other to stay in Christ, okay? Amen. And to walk and to make sure that we stay obedient and fight. Okay, verse 14. We have come, it says, we have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly till the end the confidence we had at first. 
as has just been said. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Where, it says, were they all those, it says, were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry, was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the desert? And to whom did God answer that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So, we see that they were not able to enter in because of what? Unbelief. Yeah. Okay? They weren't faithful to God. They didn't believe. So they never crossed over to enter into the land. They died in the 40 years in the wilderness. Yeah. Okay? So now we get to chapter 4. And God says, therefore, since the promise of entering into his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. What rest is he talking about? For we also have had the gospel preached to us mm -hmm. just as they did yes. who were in the 40, year, 40 years in the wilderness. But the message they heard was of no value to them because those who heard it did not combine it with imuna, faithfulness. They heard the message, but they weren't faithful to it. You hear the gospel, you believe it, but now you're not faithful to it. Mm. Now someone tells you, you can be a star. All you have to do is sing this type of music and hang out with these type of people and you and or, or, or and come out and go drinking with us and we'll give you a promotion at the job and you don't stay faithful to God. You're so interested in doing what the world wants. So you're trying to gain, you know, position so you don't stay faithful. It says they did not mix their confession. They came forth and they believed. They did not mix their baptism. They came forth, they believed, then they got baptized, but they did not mix it with what? Imuna, faithfulness. They didn't stay faith. It's like saying this, he came forward and he had a tux on. He confessed that our lover to death do us part. Okay, then he, after that, he did not stay faithful to her, so she divorced him. Yep. You understand? Yep. Faithfulness, imuna, is the key to salvation. Amen. Okay? It's not you coming forth and getting married. It's you coming forth, getting married, baptized, and then staying faithful to the one that you've decided that you're going to give your life to. Yeah. This is what God is warning, said, this happened to the Israelites in the 40 years. They came out, they knew it was me, they saw my miracles, yet in the wilderness they weren't faithful. They heard it, but they weren't faithful. Amen. Okay, so here we have it right here. It says, 
For we also have had the gospel preached to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them because those who heard it did not combine it with faith. Now, we who have believed enter into that rest just as God has said. So I declare on an earth oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. You through your faith have entered God's rest, okay? And yet his work has been, has, has been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in, in these words. And on the seventh day, God rested from all of his works. He's talking about the millennium. And again, in the, in the passage above, he said, they shall never enter my rest. It still remains that some will enter that rest and those who, were form, who formerly had the gospel preached to them did not go in because of their disobedience. Therefore, God again set a certain day calling it today. When a long time later, he spoke through David um, as was said before, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day, the millennium. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God, a thousand year rest. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort, let us therefore make every effort, are you not, you don't have to try anymore though. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following their example of disobedience. So for me to enter into the thousand year millennium, even though the Bible says you believed and you've entered my rest, but make sure through disobedience you don't fall and then now you don't enter into the rest. You understand? So God is always warning us, you're in. I've declared you to be the righteousness of God. Here's the hay, I put it inside of you. You're no longer Abram, you're Abraham. Now do what I say. Okay, go do this, go do that. And if the enemy comes and tries to take away your sacrifice, fight it off. You understand? Here we go. Okay, let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following their example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts, attitude of the heart. Listen, is that incredible? The spirit that God put inside of you, it says it judges your conscience and your thoughts piercing through you to the bone. So you know when God says, I don't like what you're doing. Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit is inside of you 
trying to conform you to the image of Christ. Yeah. And if you fight against that, you'll never enter his rest. If you do what they did and enter into a disobedience and you stop fighting against sin, you will never enter his rest. Amen. Okay? So, and if you don't enter his rest, guess where you're at? You're in Hades for a thousand years. Because mm -hmm. when we're in a thousand celebrating with Christ, because you were disobedient, and he says you'll never enter his rest. Why? Because of disobedience. Amen. Okay? Now watch this, because you're not a chosen person. You're called. Amen. Okay? So, it says here, let me read this again. For the word of God is living, active, sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing the soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges your thoughts, the attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is, un is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him whom we must give account. Wow. Who must give account? I don't have to give account. I, I'm saved. The Holy Spirit's in me and he's locked up. So if the word is penetrating my heart and it knows my attitudes and you see when I sin, I don't have to repent because the Holy Spirit's sealed up inside of me and he can't get out and I'm righteous forever. So I've already been been established as righteous right okay. God is like I have a thousand year millennium coming and I want you to be a part of it mm -hmm. but you like the children of Israel who walked through the 40 years now what 40 years have we walked through it's been 40 jubilees since Jesus ah. left 2,000 years doing that 40 doing doing those 40 jubilees everyone that comes to Christ has also in the journey be obedient yeah. So that we enter the rest. Amen. Please understand this. Okay. Amen. Now. Um, let me see. Okay. Therefore. It says. We have a great high priest. Who has gone through. The heavens. Jesus the son of God. Let us hold firmly. To the faithfulness. In Una. We confess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. So if you have some sin, go to Jesus and get some help for it. But we have one who has been tempted in every way. So don't say, but he hasn't been through what I've been through. He's been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without sin. <clears throat> Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. Why are we approaching the throne of grace? Wait a minute. Um, uh, uh, Almost Almighty YouTube told a pastor that we shouldn't, we, we don't have to confess our sins because that's works. So do you see how Satan is using people to lie? Yep. To tell you the opposite of these two chapters. To tell you you can get into God's rest without being obedient. That when you hear the Holy Spirit inside of you and the word is piercing through your soul and judging your conscience and your thoughts that you don't have to listen to that. Mm -hmm. And you definitely don't have to repent because you're already the righteousness of God. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So know and understand. Now he's telling you to go with confidence. If you're having problems, it says here, um, 
For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace yeah. with confidence. I want to confess, Lord, I'm yeah. trying to get better. So that we may receive what? Mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Yeah. That should lay, once saved, always saved, to rest. But I know some of you are going to go on. You're going to find somebody that confirms to you that once you're saved, you can never lose your salvation. When these these two chapters just told you that you need to not only confess and come to Christ and enter into his rest, but you need to also do those things. You still have to fight off the, the ravens. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. You, you have not been put to sleep. You're not representing the nation of Israel that is chosen mm -hmm. to be disobedient. Right. I chose them to be disobedient to graft you in. Yes. That's why I'm saving them as chosen. But you've been grafted in. You're called. Therefore, you have to chase off the ravens. Mm -hmm. And so if we don't understand that, you'll never understand the fact that God is about to enter into his Sabbath day. Well, the rapture is only seven years of disappearing. We go and we're, and we're with Christ. And in and, and Revelation chapter 4, we're standing before the throne. And we're with Christ. And we, forever we will be with him. But we all should know, this is why we are reading the book of Revelation, that once we're raptured and we go and we experience all this wonderful time with Jesus, the world is still going through turmoil. Yeah. And God says, you, we have to return with him on white horses behind him returning to the earth. And for a thousand years, we will reign and rule with Christ here on earth. So now, as you know and understand that, God wants you to know this. The reason why I'm sitting here yesterday and I'm going over the thousand year count, right? I'm just going over the thousand year count. And God is showing me how absolutely perfect it is. It is an absolute perfect account of, of, of numbers as you go through the Bible. It's prophesying to you. It's giving you the exact year that different events are going to happen. Okay, because if it doesn't, then when I start from zero, when God creates Adam, when I get to the 1,948 year, and you mentioning Abraham, that's completely crazy because we all know that they were rebirthed in 1948. So we're trying to figure out, <clears throat> well then, how did God make that the Bible mentions the birth of Abraham in the 1948th year? That's crazy. So then we go, wait a minute. The Bible now is telling us there's a second Adam. Okay? And then from the second Adam, Jesus, who was born in the 3,983rd year, okay? So that means we got to start counting from 3,983 to get to 6,000. So God says now, okay, if this is correct, 
Then it should all work out, Tandy. Now count from 3,983, count 1,948 years. I counted 5,931. Okay, Sandy, what happened after Israel was rebirthed in the 5,931st year? Oh, 19 years later, they had a six-day war and won back Jerusalem. That was a jubilee. How do we know it was a jubilee? Because in 1917, they had 50 years before, before that, there was a jubilee. So we get here, and now I'm at 5,950. That means I need 50 more years, and somebody else has got to declare that Jerusalem belongs to the Jews. We get to 50 years, and it's 2017, and, and Jerusalem's declared that it belongs to the Jews. So you tell me how perfect is God, okay? So stop acting like you're a part of a religion. Stop acting like, like the, God hasn't given you the answers in the Bible, okay? You've got to stop, we've got to stop doing religion and stop listening to everybody give you a million. When are you going to get back to just saying, I need to preach the gospel and go and find people that don't know the word? Let me strategize in how I can preach the gospel to somebody and get someone saved. Why am I spending three hours listening to every YouTube preacher come up with different things? Now, did you hear about the the, 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 the new comment that's coming and the new comment is called glorious day and, and, and it's none of all this stuff they're just coming up with whatever gets what yeah. I need clicks mm -hmm. and I need subscribers yeah. so I'm going to tell you anything that you want to hear because I need this because they don't send me a check unless I get enough clicks and right. subscribers right. and I got a whole group of people out there that's running and, 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 and trying to grab onto every rapture story ever. So I just need a YouTube and I can come up with anything and they'll believe it because they're not reading their Bible, they're watching YouTube. Yeah. They're watching me. <laughs> Amen. Pastor Sandy preaches and they just they get they don't hear any of the real stuff. All they hear is rapture. Pastor Sandy talks about the rapture. Pastor Sandy talks about living for Jesus. Yeah. Pastor Sandy talks about having a true relationship with God, okay? So don't say, Pastor Sandy, all he talks about is the rapture. I'm talking about having a real relationship, being ready for the day, reading your own words, studying for yourself, yeah. and understanding that you're in the perfect time of the end, and God has counted 6,000 years to let you know. And he made 2020 happened in the 120th year to make sure the whole world was underwater so that you see I'm still in the game I'm still doing prophecy and I'm gonna make them uh, uh, patent the cryptocurrency 0606 06 so that you know that I'm still in the game they're yeah. doing exactly what I said now I'm having the president uh, or the, the leader of Israel go to the UN and talk about his seven-year peace plan. Look, all my word is coming true. All the numbers are perfect. So what excuse are you going to have that you said, oh, um, well, you know, I did, I did blow the trumpet. Do it, I need to blow the trumpet. I did blow, blow the trumpet. Mm -hmm. you, it's just hard to hear because the music's too loud in the club. <laughs>
You understand? So you didn't hear it. I'm not gonna stop everybody, go in the club, take the drink out of your head, and say, oh, it's time to go. That's not what God does. Your job is to be ready when he comes. And that's what I'm preaching. Relationship, okay? Relationship. That's it for today, Pastor Man, if we got questions. You're kidding, that's, that's it. That's it. Amen. That's wow. it. We're going to go to Revelation chapter 21 uh, uh, on Sunday. Send in, your, send in your questions, guys. Send in your questions. Ooh. That wasn't me whistling. No, it wasn't, wasn't you. Mm-mm-mm. All right, Pastor Sandy, you know you gotta say it. What time is it, Pastor Sandy? It's time for Anut Vishalut. Answers and questions. Amen. Wow, you threw a monkey wrench at me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That's the Hebrew. No, did you be finished so quick? I wasn't expecting Oh, really? I thought I was pretty close to the time. Uh, well. How much time do I have left? Had a minute or two left, but well, that's okay. well, that's okay. We got more time to answer questions. Then. Amen. When God turns off the faucet, you're done. Well, hello. <laughs> so when he stops, you stop. Yeah. <laughs> hey. You know what? You are, you are, you only ten minutes early. Okay. They, my clock stopped on the computer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but he's taking care of his baby, so. That's right. That's, that's what he's supposed to do. Wifey first. That's right. Amen. Yeah. We're praying Beth is doing just ducky. Okay, so Pastor Sandy, here we go. Uh, the first one from Nicholas Van Wick. Uh, when will the revel when will the Revelation book be read? Oh, be ready to be published. Your book that you're writing. I just finished uh, 19 and 20. And um, I'm going to be working on 21 uh, today, and uh, hopefully Friday I will get to 22, and then uh, that booklet will be out, okay? The booklet will be out, then I'm going to add commentary to it, and then also uh, send it to Amazon as a book. Amen. Okay. Hey man, Pastor Sandy, I just wanted to, to, to do a shout out to Pastor Brandon, who's so incredibly faithful. He's online. Praise God, Pastor Brandon. Taking care of business. And thank you. Just thank God so much for that, Pastor. He's, Hallelujah. he's an awesome, awesome man of God. Praise Amen. God. Um, the next question is, uh, is King David considered a prophet since he sang the Psalms? Yes, King David is definitely a prophet. He is definitely a prophet. Amen. Amen. I need to remind you guys to so please put question B 
before you write your question so you'll be acknowledged. Otherwise, you may get overlooked because we're only <coughs> accepting questions from this point on, as Pastor Brandon, yeah. as, as, uh, Pastor Brandon has already put there. Yeah. King David said this. He said, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. That's a prophecy. Yeah. He said, God said to his Lord, Jesus, sit here at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. So he's prophesying about Jesus in the kingdom sitting down while God says, well, I'm going to go and make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, David's prophesying the whole time. Amen. And David's whole life is a prophecy because he's representing Jesus as well. That's true. Amen. Uh, Pastor Sandy, is there a video of the brother in Christ drilling Kirk Franklin and Tony Evans? I would love to see that. Oh, my goodness. I do have it. I do have it. I will put it on my YouTube. I put it on my, my, my Facebook today. And if you email me, I'll send it to you by email. But, yes, I do have that. Amen. I would love to see yeah. that. Yeah. He, he, he called Tony Evans. <laughs> Tony Evans, I need your problem. There's somebody else. Like, he called. <laughs> He's like, let me call a fellow Illuminatus. <laughs> I'm getting beaten up. Come yeah. help me. <laughs> pre pretending to be, you know, <laughs> pretending to be godly. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, man. Uh, okay. Josh Stalewis. Can you elaborate on false doctrine? Some think that science, diet, and other things are not doctrine. Can you elaborate, please? You mean that science is not? Some believe that... Uh, science? Uh, let's see. Can you elaborate on false doctrine? Some think that science, diets, and other things are not doctrine. So I guess they're saying that th those, those things are doctrines and they can be used as false doctrines. And they want, your, they want, want to know what you think. Yeah, I can't, I can't really speak to that. I, I know that the Bible, if you want, the, scientists are using the Bible to prove, <laughs> they need the Bible to prove science, okay? Uh-huh. The science doesn't prove the Bible. They, the, the Bible is there and they're using, they're trying to figure out that even in, in, in uh, 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 <clears throat> CERN, they're trying to figure out how God created the earth. Yeah. So they're trying to use science to figure out what happened. How did this whole big bang in creation happen? And they did it. And then they, they said, well, we collaborate these things and we crash them together at a certain speed. It'll, it'll produce the God particle that created things. And then they did it and it produced like less than a, what? Less than a, a, a pound of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it burned down the whole right. facility. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, now we gotta start over. We almost did it. We, we, pre we presented a little bit of piece of God's power. And we almost burned down the place. So what's gonna happen? <laughs> right? I'm just saying science you, you, they're using science. The Bible has already explained it, and they're trying to use science to figure out the Bible. Mm. Amen. Pastor Sandy, what is the prayer that you pray before study? It is the Lord's Prayer. It is, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day 
our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That is the prayer of the Lord's Prayer. Hazilanu um, minhara, deliver us from evil. Okay, so all of that is the Lord's Prayer. If you want a copy of it, I can send it to you. You can learn it for yourself. Amen. Pastor Sandy, where does the term Holy Ghost come from instead of Holy Spirit? Because when I think of a ghost, I think of Casper or what the Pac-Man eats or even Patrick Swayze. <laughs> right, and you know, and you're absolutely right. There's, there's a Ruach, which is the Spirit, okay, the Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit because God is, 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 is a spirit, the Bible said. Mm -hmm. So there's no place that said God is a ghost. Mm -hmm. But that's your English misinterpretation. That's your English uh, 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 misinterpretation and trying to bring uh, witchcraft into, into biblical scripture, okay? Ooh. There is no such thing as a ghost, okay? Right. Even when Samson. I mean, Samuel, uh, uh, not, no, it wasn't Samuel, yeah, the brother, that, not Samuel, it was Saul trying to bring the him He said the spirit came up. It, right. didn't, what, didn't know, it wasn't like, ooh, I'm a ghost. No, the spirit came up, okay? Mm -hmm. So it is, we, we are spirits, we are spirit beings in human bodies, and, and God is the spirit who created us. So there's no such thing as a Halloween ghost. Amen. That's witchcraft. Would you, Pastor Sandy, would you recommend C.C. Winans' music? Yes, I would. I would uh, suggest your music. Um, and I really think that C.C. Winans tries to limit who she performs with and, which, and, and who she will do music with. The whole Whitney Houston thing threw me off and I stopped listening to her. Mm -hmm. My thing is, if you're holy, stay holy right. and stay sanctified. Mm -hmm. So um, I listen to, to, to Jewish uh, worship music now because I don't trust any of the English artists mm -hmm. because they have them in a, in a trap. Now if they want to make money, they have to uh, uh, perform with different artists or secular artists to make the money that they want or they have to go and perform at Kenneth Copeland's church or TBN or whatever they're doing. So it's, it's very hard for them to make a living and do gospel music without being corrupt now because, you know, their, their payments, even uh, the young lady that, um, uh, anyway, they went to uh, a, a, a uh, Mason's building, a Freemason building and performed in San Francisco. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, I really like them. Then I went, oh, my goodness. They're, now they're performing with Kirk Franklin at a Freemason building. Can't do it no more. So I stopped listening to them. So, I mean, be careful. Um, I was listening to a young lady last week, find out she was, she was um, signed to Jay-Z and, and was on three of the songs on Kanye West's album. Ooh. I was like, oh, God. Whoa. Then I looked at her video. In the video, they did a dance with all red suits on, the same dance they did before they opened CERN, the same no. witchcraft thing that they did before they opened CERN. So they used this young lady who's an artist, and she signed with Jay-Z because he has money, and she don't have the sense to go, I want to sign with somebody, but not you, right? <laughs> she should have, but she did. And so I don't, I stopped listening to her music. 
I'm very careful because I know Satan makes music to open doors. And I don't want somebody who's worshiping Satan making my music because they don't care if they put Jesus' words on it. They just are using the sounds to open doors to yeah. portals. Yeah. Wow. Amen. Uh, Pastor Sandy, is Second Ezra 16 and 75 talking about tribulation and rapture? I would have to read it, but Second Ezra does talk about the rapture and the tribulation. And it even says in Second Ezra that they will see those who disappeared without dying when they returned. I don't know if that's the scripture that you're talking about, because I would have to look at Second Ezra. I don't read the Apocrypha as much as I read the Bible, but I do know that Second Ezra talks about the rapture and it talks about um, the second coming. Mm -hmm. Pastor, uh, what year is it now in Hebrew? Is it what, 57, what? 57, eight, uh, Nicholas said it's 5784. Yes, 5784. But that's the Hebrew year, that's the Hebrew years. And remember, God knows both. Listen, okay? In, in uh, the 5708 verse of the Torah, God put, in the 5708 verse of the Torah, he put that you will return to your homeland that I that your fathers once lived in. So he knew that in 5708 they were going to go back to Israel. 5708 is also 1948. So he puts in Psalms, the 19th book, in the 48th chapter, that they return to the land of their fathers, right? So that means God knows both calendars. So don't think God's cut there confused, like, which one should I follow? He knows both calendars. Amen. Uh, 48, oh my God. Okay, uh, Pastor Sandy, in Genesis chapter 24, didn't Abraham take three days to get to the mountain to sacrifice his son Isaac, similar to, <laughs> similar See, to you Jesus, me... three days and three nights in the grave? See, you made me dance. <laughs> That's exact. You know, because when you say stuff like that, you're thinking like God, you know? Because you're like, wait a minute, we're going to sacrifice my son. So that means three days has to be included because they... My real son is coming later, and his resurrection and him being saved mm -hmm. is going to take three days. So, okay, let's make it three days for Isaac to get to the mountain. But on the third day, say, don't sacrifice it. Then I get my son back mm -hmm. alive because I'm going to do the same thing when I send Jesus. And so now you're thinking like God. When you start thinking typologies and prophecy and all the scripture is written about me, you're thinking like God. Mm -hmm. Okay, praise God. Thank you. That's a wonderful question. Amen. Pastor Sandy, oh, does Pastor Sandy have any personal testimony to encourage us in these last days? I, the personal, I taught it the last night. This, you know, my personal testimony is I wake up January 1st, 2003, and God wants me to count 6,000 years in the Bible. That is my personal testimony because not only did the 6,000 years count that God had me do end of 2017, God started proving the count to me that it was from him by showing me the 1948 in the, in the count, showing me 3,983 in the count, showing me the Holocaust in the count. Everything is in the count, right? So it's like 
It's, ama it's, an, it's an amazing uh, uh, revelation was counting 6,000 years in the Bible to know that God is counting his day. So now when I, now I know when God says uh, um, uh, a day is unto the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day, I know that is, he's telling the mm -hmm. absolute truth. Yes. Okay? This is why Jesus is born 17 years before 4,000 because when you get to 4,000, Jesus okay. is now available to be sacrificed as a lamb because God told the it, the, the Hebrews take a lamb, but don't sacrifice him. Take him on the tenth, but you can't kill him to the fourth, to the fourteenth, right? Right. So they had to wait four days before they sacrificed the lamb. God waited to four thousand years before He sacrificed His lamb. So all of the scripture is working out, and this is my testimony: is that God's word is true, and He keeps showing me it is true. Listen to this. God said, I want you to show you something because I'm tired of this lie about the, the, the black slavery, okay? <laughs> Look at when black slavery began. It began in 1526, okay? That was the first time that, that they took slaves out of Africa. When did it end? If it was 400 years, the same as, the, as Israel, then in 1926, the nations came together and said to all nations, you cannot take slaves out of Africa anymore. It is illegal in 1926. Why is it exactly 400 years from 1526 to 1926? Because God said, it, he, I'm going to punish the nation that, that enslaved you. Egypt's in Africa. Anyway, my testimony is, is the word of God is proving itself to me over and over again. Yes, amen. Is Ezekiel chapter 4 related to the rapture? Ooh, child. Ezekiel chapter 4 is not related to the rapture. It's related to the rebirth of the nation of Israel. And it gives you the exact count so that you'll know from the time it happens, it'll be 2,520 years before they get the land back to call it their own. So from the time of Ezekiel chapter 4, it was exactly 2,500, is that the 2,520 2, years before 1948. So in 1948, is, 1948 is 2,520 years after Ezekiel's uh, prophecy, okay? So Ezekiel chapter 4 is one of, I've taught on it a few times. It takes a little while. Uh, but it is absolutely beautiful the way God had him lay on this side for so many days. Yeah. Lay on that side for, for going to Babylon for 70 years. Now count the years that you have left. It's 2,520 years now. And then it worked out perfect. You guys, oh my God, God is just incredible. God knows, God yeah. knows. Amen. Okay, uh, Ezekiel 8, chapter 8, verse 1 states, Sixth year, sixth month, fifth day. God leaves the temple in Ezekiel's vision. Would you consider that to be our departure day before 666 takes over? Uh, I would not consider it to be a departure day because God says the day that you think not, that's when it will happen. Yeah. Um, and I don't really understand uh, uh, what that entails altogether. But now you've piqued my interest because in the sixth year, in the sixth month, 
on the fifth day while I was sitting in my house um, and the elders of Judah were sitting before me, the hand of the sovereign Lord came upon me there and I looked and I saw the figure like that of a man from what appeared to be his his waist down like fire da, 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 and his appearance a glowing metal yeah so i don't know i've never really studied that those that time and that day um the, but i have it all underlined so I'm, I'm sure i've read it but i didn't really study it and studying and reading is two different things yeah so i'll look into it Amen. that's it Pastor. that's it that's it all right email me if you have any questions I get back to all my emails and calls eventually. <laughs> Some people called me this morning. I have to call you uh, when I get home later. So praise God. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ben. And we are going to pray out. Sorry, I was just thinking. <laughs> Amen, Pastor Ben. <laughs> I love that. I got to get me one of those. That way I ain't got to wait for one. Amen. Just push the button. All right. So we're going to pray out. And me and Pastor Ben are going to enjoy our, our one and a half day off. Amen. All right. And God said to Aaron and Moses, when you see my people, bless them by giving them these words. Tell them the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom. Shalom, everybody. And Lidrio Biyom Roshon, or in the clouds, and I hope it's in the clouds. Praise God. Amen.